Good morning, it's Wednesday, February 14th, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories and other important things more in our community. Today, we look at a disturbing incident at the Douglas Port of Entry, where a 15-year-old girl was arrested for attempting to smuggle an 8-year-old boy into the United States from Mexico. The case sheds light on the grim reality of child smuggling across the border, an issue that has prompted serious concern from legal authorities in Cochise County. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors at Lolly Automotive. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lolly from the Lolly Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small-town dealer friendly. Come into any one of the Lolly dealerships today or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lolly deal. Nobody. Now some hours under trivia. Did you know that Paolo Soleri was an Italian-born architect and urban planner who introduced the concept of arcology, a blend of architecture and ecology aimed at sustainable living? He founded the educational Cosanti Foundation and Arcosanti, an experimental town in Arizona. Soleri, who passed away at 93, also contributed as a lecturer at Arizona State University and authored influential books on architecture. His early career was marked by a fellowship with Frank Lloyd Wright and innovations in ceramics. Soleri's work, including the Paolo Soleri Amphitheater and the Arizona Cancer Center Chapel, received international recognition. His designs emphasized ecological efficiency, minimal environmental impact, and fostering community interactions, leaving a lasting legacy in sustainable urban planning. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Benson Hospital. They're doing more than treating illnesses in Benson, they're building a healthier community. Looking for a rewarding career? Come work for Benson Hospital and enjoy the small-town-friendly culture, patient-centered goals, and upgraded facility. Benson Hospital ranks high among hospitals nationwide for overall employee engagement. To learn more about career opportunities, visit their website at bensonhospital.org careers. Now our feature story. Morelli Varela, hailing from Agua Prieta, was caught in late July as she tried to enter the U.S. with a young boy whom she falsely claimed as her cousin. The operation was exposed when agents at the port of entry discovered Varela was carrying a fake birth certificate for the child, revealing a calculated attempt to deceive U.S. immigration officials. This incident marks the second attempt by Varela to smuggle a child across the border, with a previous unsuccessful attempt made last March. The motive behind her actions was financial. She was promised $700 by a woman in Agua Prieta to deliver the child to a designated location in Douglas. Varela, a dual citizen living with her mother in Agua Prieta, claimed ignorance of the child's intended fate upon delivery. The young boy, coached by smugglers on how to respond to questioning by federal agents, eventually revealed his true identity. The aftermath of their separation and the child's subsequent care remain unclear, highlighting the complexities and challenges in addressing the smuggling of minors. Cochise County Attorney Brian McIntyre revealed that this is the first case of child smuggling that local authorities have decided to prosecute, despite previous incidents. This decision underscores the increasing concern over the smuggling of children into the U.S., a phenomenon that federal authorities have identified as a growing issue. Varela was tried as an adult in Cochise County Superior Court and is currently serving a one-year sentence in the Department of Corrections Minors Unit. 
Her charges include human smuggling, child abuse, forgery, and attempted fraudulent schemes, reflecting the gravity of her actions. This case is a stark reminder of the vulnerable position of unaccompanied minors and the exploitation they face at the hands of smugglers. According to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office of Refugee Settlement, Arizona saw 368 unaccompanied children released to sponsors in fiscal year 2024, highlighting the ongoing challenge of safeguarding these young individuals as they navigate complex immigration processes. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Ace Hardware. Hi, this is Les from Sierra Vista Ace. This is a great time to paint. Ace Stocks, Clark and Kensington, Valspar, Dunn Edwards, and our own Ace Royal Paint in interior and exterior finishes. We can computer match other brands and colors too. All the colors you can imagine, even one named Sierra Vista. Decide on the wall or room to paint, bring in a color idea, and let Ace mix your paint. Treat yourself to a new brush and roller too. Save gas, save time, shop Ace First, Sierra Vista A since 1981 on the corner of Fry and Highway 92. Next, after back-to-back state championships, Hamilton Baseball's coach Mike Woods was inducted into the National High School Baseball Coaches Association Hall of Fame. Woods would try to win another state title this year. Josh Amick of Cronkite News has the story. Now for a different honor, this one in high school baseball. Hamilton's baseball coach Mike Woods can add Hall of Famer to his resume. Cronkite News reporter Josh Amick has more on the only baseball coach Hamilton has had in the program's history. Going into the program's 26th season, Hamilton baseball has been synonymous with one name, Mike Woods. He has led the school to nine state championships in his tenure, winning five of the last seven seasons. But the Hall of Fame coach and his staff still gives credit to the players for Hamilton's continued history of success. The players are able to buy in. The players love coming here. They love playing here uh, for Coach Woods. Um, so he's gained, he's gained that reputation as, as one of the best coaches in Arizona, if not in the nation. Hamilton baseball has seen four players make their major league debut. Eric Ferris, Patrick Murphy, Jake Wong last year, and former National League MVP Cody Bellinger. They've had 30 players drafted overall by Major League Baseball, and that is just a testament to the program Coach Woods has built. Alumni game was like a big reunion of everybody, and it's kind of a, shows a continuum, and that's probably more than anything what I'm most proud of, yeah. you know, even more than the championships, just the way the kids come back and they like being part of something bigger than themselves. That team mindset can be traced back to the inaugural season when Hamilton was willing to hire either Coach Spears or Woods as their first head coach, if one of them was willing to be the assistant. 26 years and nine state championships later, Spears still remains loyal to Woods as his assistant coach. I told him after the first year, if you want, it, if you want me, I'm, I'm, I'm staying here. I mean, because he's a really good coach, fully dedicated to baseball, loves baseball, loves the players. And I'm like, I'm on board. And so we've just been doing it ever since. The program has become an Arizona perennial powerhouse as they look to win their third straight title this year. But for all of his accolades, Woods remains humble in his approach. Great success. You know, truthfully, this, this, this award, this honor, I look at it as a program award, you know, because uh, it's really about, you know, my staff, all, all these guys that are here today have been with me forever. Woods will face a tough challenge this year as he has to replace his entire starting infield who graduated and moved on to play college ball. But given their history, the Huskies will strive to keep their consecutive state appearances alive for the 23rd season. In Chandler, Josh Amick, Cronkite News. The Huskies will defend their 6A state title when their season begins on February 21st against Mountain Ridge as they look to three-peat as state champions. 
Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Hi, this is Didi Rodriguez, the Executive Director here at Prestige Assisted Living. We are offering a free guide on heart health for older adults on our website at prestigecanhelp.com. It includes information on common heart health risks and tips on how nutrition, fitness, sleep, and stress management can promote a healthy heart. Visit prestigecanhelp.com to download your free guide today. Again, that is prestigecanhelp.com. Next, an upcoming event that you should know about. Today is Valentine's Day. If you haven't already, make a last-minute dinner reservation at your love's favorite restaurant, stop by your favorite florist, and make sure you purchase gifts from local shops who can help you find something perfect to celebrate the occasion. And even if love is a little elusive this year, we suggest heading over to the Sierra Vista Public Library's matinee screening of The Princess Bride at 1 p.m. With a classic story, hilarious cast, and swashbuckling action, you really can't go wrong. Finally, today we're remembering the life of Tom Mosier Jr. Tom was born and raised in Bisbee. In the 1930s, his grandfather was mayor of Bisbee. He went to Catholic grade school and junior high and graduated from Bisbee High in 1956. He worked for Gore Services and Supply and later became a top salesman with Empire Machinery. In 1980, he opened Mosier Machinery in Tucson and later expanded his business to the Phoenix area. In 1991, Tom and his wife Ginger returned to Bisbee full-time. His native roots and love for Bisbee found him taking friends and family on tours of the city and surrounding area whenever they visited. This inspired him to open Lavender Jeep Tours in 2001. As an avid fan of baseball, Tom also co-owned Copper King Baseball Team for many years. He served on the boards of Kiwanis and Chamber of Commerce and was president of the Society of Mining Engineers. Tom and Ginger loved to travel, taking numerous trips and cruises to Europe, Hawaii, South America, and many road trips across America, always visiting churches along the way. Tom is survived by his wife, son, daughter, daughter-in-law, stepchildren, and numerous grandchildren and great-grandchildren. He was predeceased by three children. Thank you for taking a moment to celebrate and remember his life. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. Subscribe today for unlimited access to all of our content for just $14 per month. This is less than the cost of one hour of one reporter's work on a single story. Also, want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, especially in Cochise County. Become part of the hyperlocal conversation on Cochise County's exclusive social media platform, Neighbor. That's N-A-B-U-R. Your neighbors are striking up meaningful conversations, sharing exquisite Cochise County photos, and respecting each other's views without any other social media noise. No unwanted advertising and only respectful conversations on hot community topics. That's right. Our journalism project manager can set the record straight and help answer any pressing questions about the happenings in our community. Join the conversation at myheraldreview.com slash N-A-B-U-R.